like a lot, like I was talking about this earlier, a lot, a lot, a lot of people, of artists in Oklahoma are so dedicated to the craft and like so dedicated to the community. Uh, and you would think like, oh, like where are the artists, where are the artists at? Where, where are they at? What are they doing? They're in, they're in New York. They're in LA. They're in, you know, on the coast. They're, you know, getting their record deals and, and traveling. But the thing is, the people that aren't, you know, on the coast, if you live in Oklahoma, if you're in the scene, uh, it's like a really small community. And like once you get to like know like one artist or a couple artists, then you kind of like if you're you just kind of like are you can easily get into the circle. Welcome back to Knowledge Brew Supreme, the show that percolates your creativity. And it is I, your host, Dr. John Chancy, back and better than ever. Before we begin today's episode, here's a quick ad from show sponsor Sleeves Sold Separately. Greetings. This is Dr. John Chancy, host of Knowledge Brew Supreme. And I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite products in the fitness game, our new show sponsor, Sleeves Sold Separately. Sleeves Sold Separately is a brand of athleisure clothing for men who train hard and also want to look good while doing so. The clothes that these wonderful folks make are an absolute game changer. Their products are designed and manufactured in the United States, out in Los Angeles, and they are shipped directly to your home. Sleeve Sold Separately offers a wide variety of athleisure clothing, such as the Wife Lover tank top, their classic sleeveless hoodie, their Lungeman shorts that come in both four and six inch seams, and so much more. My personal favorite from Sleeve Sold Separately is their take on the classic jogger bottoms, except theirs is called the Sprinter. Sprinters come in several colors, and even before they were a show sponsor of Knowledge Brew Supreme, I bought multiple pairs in black. I've got a gray pair, a teal pair of the Sprinters, and I wear these daily. Uh, so please check them out. Visit their website at sleevesoldseparately.com. My listeners of Knowledge Brew Supreme can get 15% off your order from Sleeve Sold Separately using the promo code KNOWLEDGE15. That's all one word, KNOWLEDGE15. So please check out Sleeve Sold Separately, use the promo code, and thank me later. Take care. Bye. On today's episode of Knowledge Brew Supreme, I'm joined by the one and only Jordan McCoy, aka Flash Jordan. Uh, Jordan is a former student of mine back from when I taught high school at PC North. In fact, he was one of the my first crop of students, my first year of teaching. And the fact that he is he is here today to you know, he survived that first year where I, I knew like literally nothing about teaching and and learned on the fly. I think it, it says it says a lot about us both. But anyways, uh, I brought Jordan on. Not only do I love to reminisce with my former students, but he is also an up and coming electronic musician uh, based out of Oklahoma City. He produces music. He comes up with these fantastic beats. He plays live. He's doing some really cool stuff. So I wanted to bring him on. Um, Jordan also recently played at now maybe you're listening if you're not from Oklahoma this may not sound as impressive as it is to me but he also recently played at the Norman Music Festival uh, it's a local music festival here in Oklahoma but it seems to be growing every year and he got to play at a really cool venue uh, the Opolis like one of my all-time kind of hole-in-the-wall venues uh, in the kind of greater Oklahoma City metro area even though it's in it's in Norman uh, Jordan has a new single out. He has a, a single out you can check out on SoundCloud. It's called Too Thick Like This. It's got a great picture of Sonic and, and, and posed <laughs> in a way you, you've probably never seen Sonic before. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I also, I just really love when it comes to talking about like creativity and talking to creative people, I just love bringing on musicians of all sorts because I think they're just capable of talking about creativity in a way that's very unique. So all of those boxes are the reason why. Check those boxes for why I brought Jordan on today. So anyways, 
Welcome to Knowledge Brew Supreme. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, it's kind of crazy going real full circle uh, <laughs> like this, going from high school. Um, gosh, I think that was almost almost 10 years ago now. I think um, so. My, my first year yeah. was 2013, 2014. That school yeah. year was about 10, like nine years or so. Yeah. And I, I was a junior in high school taking AP psychology. And now here I am about 10 years later uh, <laughs> on your on your podcast. And I, I just think that's that's awesome. That's like an awesome storybook fate moment almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something kind of interesting, I, I'll go ahead and share with the audience as well, kind of more of that full circle theme you were just talking about. Uh, to share a little bit with what Jordan and I were talking about prior to recording. Uh, he is on the verge uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on a Friday. He's going to graduate tomorrow with his bachelor's in psychology, which again, we yep. in my psychology class. So again, kind of that full circle. So congratulations on that. That's amazing. Um, you know, and I guess that's kind of, I guess that's kind of a nice way to segue into my first question. We haven't, you know, we really, we haven't bumped into each other a whole lot post PC North post, you know, high school. So I'm just curious, you're about to graduate from OU, uh, which is a very awesome thing. You just played at Norman music festival. Uh, how, how is life post high school treating you? It seems like good, but those are re yeah. those are kind of recent events, but how, how are things going? Yeah. Kind of almost 10 years since we've spoken. Yeah. Gosh, even just saying that out loud, is crazy. 10 years. I don't even feel, it makes me feel old. And I know I'm just I'm 20 I'm 26 now I just turned 26 in April, um, but uh, since then so I graduated high school from PC North in 2015. Uh, right out of high school I went straight to OSU in Stillwater. Uh, originally, uh, like we were talking earlier, I went for journalism, and uh, I mainly did that because a lot of people kind of told me that's what I should do, and I kind of thought it was interesting. Uh, I liked writing and I kind of liked the news process and everything. Um, so I did that for a little bit. I went there for, uh, I was a journalism major for three years or two years, really. Uh, and then uh, really what kind of changed it up for me, what really kind of ruined the whole journalism thing for me was uh, the 2016 election. Oh, um, yeah. And, and that seems so far away now, uh, but I just remember that era very vividly and working at the student newspaper and like taking classes and everything at OSU and like thinking about like my future as a journalist and how the media was working at the time and really how it still works today. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if this is something that I necessarily want to go into debt for and uh, keep really doing. Um so I kind of was really wary about that for like the last year that journalism journalism was my major. Um, I was working with the student newspaper at the time, the Ocali. That's what the name was. I don't know if they've changed the name, but I think they they did. I don't know what it is now. Uh, but I was originally writing articles for them and things like that. And then um, I was helping them on their podcast. Um, and I was a co-host on one of their entertainment podcasts. And I also um, was trying to, uh, back then I was still uh, producing music. Um, I've been producing music since like uh, in my bedroom pretty much. And I still do it in my bedroom, but I've been producing music uh, for really for like the last uh, 10 years now, pretty much. Um, so I, I started uh, when I was like uh, 15, bought my first laptop and everything uh, with my first job uh money for my first job and uh I was just really obsessed with it kept doing it and when I worked at the student newspaper they were like what kind of skills do you have and I was like well I kind of produce music sometimes and they're like well could you like produce some little short music clips for us for our podcast and I was like sure so I did that for a little bit um then I changed my major changed it to economics and then I changed it to computer science and then I was like uh I don't really want to do this I don't uh any of this so I just dropped out moved back home in 2018, um, worked, you know, lived with my mom and, and worked pretty much um, for the next like two years, just a bunch of odd jobs, pretty much working at UPS, worked at Walmart for a little bit, worked at a few other places. Um, 
And then, you know, right before, really right before 2020 and like 2019, I was, um, I was just really, really unhappy. And I was just like, man, I just, I need to go back to school. I think that's like my first step in how I'm going to like find my happiness, I guess, as you could say, I need to like complete, complete that journey. So I, you know, told myself that I needed to go back to school. So uh, pretty much just worked and, and saved pretty much the whole time to, you know, start going back to school. Then COVID hit, COVID hit in uh, tw in 2020, and I kind of threw a wrench in a lot of my plans. Um, and then uh, around, I would say late late 2020, uh, I still I was. Um, so in 2019, it's kind of all over the place, but in 2019, uh, I was a substitute teacher for Oklahoma City Public Schools, um, and then uh, COVID hit, and you know schools closed down and everything. And I was like, well, I'm probably not going to have a job. So I didn't really have a job for a little bit. Then late 2020, they called me and they were like, hey, we need substitutes. Uh, we're trying to uh, get school going uh, back again. We're going to do online and then we're going to try to transition into, um, you know, back in person. That's a whole different story of how that went, but <laughs> how well that went. But um, so basically I had a job again. And uh, I was working uh, full time as a substitute for Oklahoma City Public Schools, and that helped me, uh, you know, get back into school. And then, um, and through all that that whole time, I never stopped producing music. Never stopped. Um, I was very distracted a lot of the times, but producing music has always been my passion. It's always been something that I can never ever lose interest in. Uh, so that's pretty much been it. And then fast forward to you know twenty twenty three. Um, you know, I finally, you know, finished my bachelor's degree at 26 years old and, uh, yeah, that's the story pretty much. That's how we ended up here. I love it. Congrats. I love that. You know, Hey, it doesn't matter how long it takes you, as long as you finished it, you know, it, you yeah. know, I think that's, that's just all part of the journey. It's not so much, uh, the debt, it's not the destination that matters so much as the journey. So I think that's a yeah. really cool, a really cool story to share. And I'm just so thrilled that everything's kind of come full circle for you in those in those ways um so now i want to get into your music i mean you talked about it it's one of the things that was pretty consistent over the last 10 years you, you talked about you know making music producing music so i kind of want to know what is your sort of origin story as a musician you talked a little bit about it earlier making a lot of your music at home but like how did you know at what point did you know you wanted to play like produce music or play electronic music like what was that moment where things kind of clicked for you and you knew all right this is what i want to do um really uh it started because i was really a fanboy uh <laughs> i was a straight up fanboy um i really 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 had always loved electronic music even from when i was like really young and uh my parents always you know you know my biggest influence on music like my dad always played a lot of r&b hip-hop and, and uh, like old like kind of um just really old 80s and 90s uh, hip hop R&B. Um, and then my mom's from Chicago and she really loves Chicago house music. So uh, I was listening to a lot of that growing up as well. And then when I was able to first start like really forming my own tastes, like around the age of like 11 or 12, uh, that was around the time that um, EDM started getting really big. like. Uh, like around 2009 and 2010, like Dead Mouse, Skrillex, uh, Rusko, Netsky, like a, a bunch of artists that are still around to this day that I just like found on YouTube and and through Facebook, Facebook and YouTube. I was just really obsessed. I was obsessed with the sound. I was obsessed with the culture. I was obsessed with sort of you know the 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 glitz of it all, like going to shows and going to festivals. And I just thought it was something that was like really cool that I wanted to be a part of. And I was like, well, I would love to make this kind of music. And um, I found out like really all it takes is just like a laptop. And um, around that time, I was like, OK, I told myself whenever I get a job, um, I'm going to buy a laptop and I'm going to try to make music on my laptop. And so that's pretty much how it started. I was just always been obsessed and I'm not really classically trained in any way. Um, I had, uh, tried to teach myself how to play guitar for a little bit. 
Um, but you know, we didn't really have, I didn't have a lot of extra money growing up. So like guitar lessons weren't like really a thing that my mom could afford at the time. Um, and I was in band, uh, in middle school, uh, but, uh, I played the trombone and I really hated it. I really hated playing the <laughs> trombone. And I did that for about a year and then I stopped doing that. But I always was always passionate about music. I always thought music was cool. I just really hated the trombone. So I was just like, I don't. And I, the band director at the time, he was like, I don't want you to switch. You should stick with the trombone. And I was like, no, I, I, I can't do this. So uh, and I also just hated carrying it around. I hated carrying it to school. I, <laughs> I hated carrying it on the bus, everything. I was just I couldn't do it. But um. So yeah, when I was like 15, uh, I became a lifeguard. Uh, that was like my first job. And like that summer, 2013, I bought a laptop and I started, you know, producing music. I downloaded uh, Fruity Loops, FL Studio, downloaded Ableton. And uh, Ableton's the main program that I use now uh, to this day still. Uh, and I just started watching lots of YouTube videos and uh, reading lots of forums on how to do stuff. Still do that to this day. That's pretty much how I learn, and um, yeah, that's that's how it all started. And uh, I just first started, you know, trying to copy the sounds of the people that I really like to listen to, and then as I, you know, started developing the skills and and learning how to use software and and really learning the nitty gritty, like the basics of like tempo and key and all this stuff. Um, then I started kind of trying to like formulate my own style and that's really been in recent years. Um, but it, I don't know if I've really gotten to, to my 10,000 hour mark yet, you know, sure. uh, even though I've said I've been doing this for 10 years, it's been off and on, it's been off and on, but like I said, I've never really stopped. So that, but that's my, my origin story pretty much. How would you describe your style to somebody who is maybe interested in checking out your music? You talked about oh, the different style a moment ago. Um, I would say my style right now is um, very um, short of, gosh, I don't know. I don't want to say avant-garde because it's not that fancy, but it's just like I'm, I'm trying to do less of copying sounds and, and copying sounds and styles and more of just like creating something that's like unique for me to hear um i would right now the single that i put put out too thick like this it's really just sort of like a lo-fi kind of uh lo-fi uh hip-hop kind of remix type of beat um and that is a result of experimentation on my part uh, but a lot of the stuff that i'm working on right now is just um really just again it's a result of experimentation like I, I take a lot of sounds that i like and try to warp them and twist them and sometimes they sound good sometimes they don't um at least in my opinion uh but right now i guess with too thick like this i would say it's more of like a, a lo-fi um lo-fi type of style right now and i i've always loved lo-fi uh and lo-fi has gotten fucking huge in like the past five years yeah. uh especially with like the youtube live streams and everything um so yeah that's pretty much the style that i'm doing right now at least experimenting with at the moment nice that's that's funny you mentioned that. i was doing some work earlier today uh kind of some tedious sort of data collection work and i was i had a lo-fi playlist going on and it was so relaxing and just very enjoyable and so maybe one of these days i'm gonna see like i'm gonna see your single pop up on one of those playlists and that'll like just bring a huge smile to my face so yeah i hope so i definitely want to start uh especially this summer i'm definitely going to be like since i'm graduating i'm really going to be you know deep in it i'm going to be uh probably spending at least like eight hours a day just like looking like looking at music and and programs and everything trying to get stuff done and complete some projects that have i've been working on really for the last two years um and you know i've been distracted really by school trying to finish that up but there's just a lot of stuff that I want to finish working on and then try to really uh push forward and, like get out there like uh put on get on some playlists and maybe uh get on some uh indie labels and stuff that I've been looking at that I've been a real big fan of lately nice okay so it sounds like you've got a you got a pretty you know good plan set up for the future you got some new music coming out hopefully soon so lots yeah. of cool things uh to be excited about so 
Um, my next question. So I, I consider myself, you know, I've, I'm uh, kind of a comic book pop culture nerd. I, I digest a lot of things when it comes to pop culture. So I think I, when I saw, you know, when I was looking up doing research about you for this interview, I, I understand where your, your nom de plume comes from, Flash Jordan. Uh, but for my audience, in case they're unfamiliar, can you explain how did you come up with this name? How did you come up with your musician name, uh, Flash Jordan? Okay. Oh my gosh. This is actually a hilarious story, which talking about full <laughs> circle. So um, my dad actually um, is a real big fan of of really old comic books and old cartoons and stuff. And he is the one that like introduced me to things like Flash Gordon and things like Speed Racer, um, just like really old like comics and stuff. And I always thought that Flash Gordon was just like a really funny and interesting type of cartoon. I think it was just because of the style. Sure. And I wasn't I wasn't really um, familiar with that style of like comic and cartoon. It was like my first introduction to it. So I just, it was very foreign to me. And I thought it was very, uh, just very interesting. And it always stuck in my mind. Um, and then uh, actually one day in your class, actually back in high school, I was trying to change my um, my handle on Twitter and I didn't know what to make it. And um, I don't know if you remember Delilah, uh, but Delilah was like, hey, you should change it to something like Flash Jordan. And I was like, I think that's awesome. I'm going to use that. And that's and that's pretty much stuck ever since. Like I changed my Twitter handle to that, like all my uh my instagram handle everything i've used flash jordan like my gamer tags like my steam name everything has been like flash jordan pretty much since then nice very cool oh my gosh yeah. so cool to hear it here it started uh in my classroom yeah i remember yeah. Um, yeah that's i think you all i think you and and, and another and obviously another group of students were part of that first uh section of ap psychology i taught so that's that's really yeah. cool your things you know again coming full circle yeah. Shout out to Delilah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever actually told that story either, uh, oh, but that's wow. that's always just been in like the back of my mind, sure. um, just because I just know exactly where it came from. Like I remember that moment, like it happened yesterday, and that's not that is not something that's very very common for me to remember <laughs> things like that. So I shout out to Delilah for for my DJ name. That's great. I love it. All right, that's fantastic. Um, so I want to go back in time just a little bit, not too long ago, I think within the last month, you know, you got to play at Norman Music Festival, you got to play mm -hmm. at the Opolis. I think you got yeah. to play one of the later shows for the Opolis. It was like a midnight, a midnight showing, which actually just sounds amazing yes. Uh, yes. at that setting at that time at that festival. Uh, how was that experience? What was the vibe like? What was the reaction like? I mean, is that something you want to get on again as far as playing either at the Opolis or Norman Music Festival or what were your thoughts kind of generally about that experience? Oh okay cool first of all we're we're uh I'm doing actually another show at Opolis on June 3rd. Oh uh so yeah if anyone's interested in going to that June 3rd at the Opolis uh we're finalizing the lineup right now but it's gonna be me and a couple of my friends DJing. Uh the announcement will come out soon uh probably in the next week or so. Um, so shout out to Opolis for that opportunity. Uh, but, um, so playing Opolis was seriously, it was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, playing, um, I played the closing set. So it was the last set of the night for Opolis on the last day of Norman Music Festival, which I didn't even know that I was going to get. Um, but it was just like worked out perfectly, honestly. Uh, it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened one day. They were like, when I got the email, they were like, all right, you're playing a midnight on the last day. And I was like, that's like one of the best slots, like for being a DJ. So like yeah. at, mid at midnight, like closing the festival, everything else, like Norman Music Festival, I think their last act ends at like 1130 or, or ends at midnight. Oh, so wow. then like after that, people are going to be going to all like the smaller venues to watch all like the smaller acts play until, you know, closing time at 2 a.m. So I thought that was just that was perfect for me. Um, but playing at Norm, uh, Norman Music Festival one had always been a dream of mine. I've been going to Norman Music Festival since like 2016, 2017 with my friends. And I always thought it was 
an awesome idea, an awesome concept, especially for a place like Norman, Oklahoma. Um, if you've ever been to like a festival anywhere else, uh, like if you've ever been to, you know, whether it's like Lollapalooza or like EDC or any kind of really big festival, you're like, oh, okay, you have to go to like this big city or or this really cool, like trendy place uh, to really like, and spend a lot of money to be able to see like these really cool acts. But the thing about uh, Norman and really the thing about the art scene in Oklahoma in general is that it's really filled with like a lot of very, very dedicated individuals who are willing to like put in the time and effort to get sponsors and to put on events like this, where Norman Music Festival is a completely free festival. Uh, and they shut down like Main Street in Norman, they shut down like blocks and blocks and all the businesses are, you know, get their own acts to come as well as the festival. They got main stages everywhere and you just walk around and you can drink freely, you can smoke freely, and, uh, you know, they have security for safety and everything. So it's basically a mini, you know, music festival in the suburbs. Uh, and I th I think it's a, an amazing concept. Um, as for playing at Opolis, um, really, that just happened uh, by, uh, the one, the vibe was amazing. Um, I've always loved Opolis. Um, I've gone to plenty of events there. Uh, I've had a lot of my friends uh, play there as well. And so that kind of inspired me when I see my friends up on the stage playing. I'm like, damn, I want to get up there. I want to play. I want to be able to sh you know, share my share my art and my skills and stuff with, with people. Um, and I felt really fortunate, really lucky to be able to do that. It was amazing. Uh, people were dancing, people having a great time. Um, and I was really nervous at first because that was like my first uh, show in, in a while. I've been DJing uh, every couple of months for friends. You know, I have friends that, uh, you know, they're performers, whether they rap or sing or I'll DJ for like opening an event for someone. Uh, but I haven't really done like my own like DJ set in a long time, like with my own style and trying to really show off my skills in general. Uh, so I was really nervous at first, but it was really it was really well received. Like Opolis, they've been trying to get DJ nights going. Uh, it's like a new concept for them since they became uh, their uh, worker owned now. So um, they've been trying a bunch of new concepts uh, to get people to come in. And I was very fortunate to really be around when they were you know, thinking about these concepts and they really gave me a chance uh, and they were they really liked it. And so. Yeah, we're going to try to do it again, have some more fun this summer on June 3rd. Excellent. All right, cool. That's something I'm going to have to get out and uh, check out. That's uh, that's not too far. Uh, we're recording this kind of mid-May, so only, you know, a few more weeks from now. Maybe if you're listening to this, you know, in May, you've still got time to to get ready and check that out. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned some things, how you work with other musicians at times or you collaborate with venues or places to, you know, perform, DJ, do things like that. I'm just curious, like as a musician, if there was no, if time or money or anything like that was not a concern, do you have a dream collaboration, whether, whether that's an artist you'd want to perform with, a place you'd like to collaborate with, a group, an organization, whatever, any way you want to take this at all? Um, yeah, I would say for a delusion's sake, like if it was just like absolutely no barrier to entry, I would love to either like uh, a couple of really really famous people one skrillex for sure uh he's an um i i know that's kind of a joke or a meme to some people but i've always looked up to him like for the last 10 years because he's one he's just an amazing producer if you don't know anything about skrillex he's probably produced some of like the biggest records for some of like your favorite artists in like the past 10 years uh, he doesn't just produce dubstep and things like that and that's one thing i respect about him as he and something that i try to incorporate into my uh, creative sort of process is that to work outside your own box, you know, and Skrillex does that all the time. That, and I think that's why he's still big to this day. Like he literally closed out Coachella uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he's, and it's funny because I, I, like I said, I'm a fanboy. like literally 10 years ago, he also closed out Coachella back in 2013. Uh, so I just think that's like a really funny, like another full circle type of thing. So I just think that also speaks to like how 
the longevity of electronic music and how if you keep iterating and keep um keep creating that you can uh just you know keep having something amazing to show to people and that's what i i kind of want to do with my art so uh, skrillex i just can't his work ethic and everything i just want to be able to like absorb some of that and maybe i'll be like a fraction of 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 what amazingness he is um dj d nice um uh, my mom really loved DJ D nice. He's like an amazing DJ has worked with like Diddy, Jay-Z, so many big people. He live streams on Instagram all the time. Got super big during uh, quarantine back in 2020, just DJing on Instagram. My mom is obsessed with him. It's hilarious, honestly. Um, and she actually recently met him like a couple of weeks ago when she was in New York. Um, and she's been trying, and I've seen some of his shows with her and everything. And he's just He's a great uh, DJ. His skills are unmatched. He's been doing it for a long time. So it's definitely Skrillex and DJ D-Nice. Uh, to be more realistic, um, I would definitely say one of my biggest goals for collaboration is to just work with a lot more people in Oklahoma. Uh, like a lot, like I was talking about this earlier, a lot, a lot, a lot of people, of artists in Oklahoma are so dedicated to the craft and like so dedicated to the community uh and you would think like oh like where are the artists where are the artists at where where are they at what are they doing they're in they're in new york they're in la they're in you know on the coast they're you know getting their record deals and, and traveling but the thing is the people that aren't you know on the coast if you're living in oklahoma if you're in the scene uh it's like a really small community and like once you get to like know like one artist or a couple artists, then you kind of like, if you're, you just kind of like are, you can easily get into the circle. And I, I think that speaks on to the community. And I think that that's really how I got to play Opolis and Norman Music Festival is just being a part of the community. I've lived here in Norman for about three years now. And uh, I've just always gone to shows and everything. And uh, just cause I love doing it. And I've just made so many connections with people that just like, you know, they have the same interests. They like performing. They make art, they make music, or they want to put on a show. And uh, so I definitely want to collaborate with a lot of artists here. Like uh, one of my favorites, one of my good friends, S. Reedy, Sean, uh, he's a, a rapper here in Norman, and he just played uh, Norman Music Festival as well. Um, dude is amazing. He makes some really amazing songs, really, um, really deep, heartfelt songs. Um, but he can also be super silly and he does, he has a, like a lo-fi vibe about him as well. Uh, but he, he um, also collaborates with a, a bunch of people like Limp Wizards and they're like a, a punk band and he has like a single with them too. Uh, and he goes insane when he performs with them. Um, so I think that's cool. So S. Reedy, um, Nia Monet, who's a uh, R&B vocalist, uh, based here in Oklahoma City, uh, or here in, in Oklahoma. Uh, she's amazing. I've met her a couple of times. Um, and she's just, she's such a sweetheart. She's amazing. Her vocals are awesome. And um, the production on her songs are amazing. I don't know who's really producing her music, uh, but I would love to produce a song with her. And um, there's just, there's so many other people I can name. Uh, but, um, oh, I would I would say DJ Lightbright, Cora Waves, DJ Tangerine, all those all those guys are making huge waves for DJs like and and OKC and Norman Tulsa. Um they're just really they're like a great group of people that are just kind of like really doing the thing. And I really wish I could be a part of it, honestly. I'm kind of I get FOMO when I see them doing really cool stuff on Instagram. I'm just like sitting in my apartment doing homework and they're like yeah we're throwing like a, a party this weekend we're doing like uh we're DJing brunch on Sundays and I'm like sitting in my apartment on Sundays trying to finish an essay and I'm like dang I want to go you know do a back-to-back -back set with them so uh definitely all, all those people the light bright and friends crew and like I said there's so many other people but the the community in Oklahoma City Norman Tulsa is just it's really amazing and they're all interconnected uh, so I think it's just a matter of trying to like, you know, once I get my ducks in a row and I start, you know, putting my head down, start working, I think I'll be able to start collaborating with these people a little more, but that's definitely like my, 
my my dream uh i definitely want to be able to like produce and make like a really big col collab album with like a lot of artists like specifically just from oklahoma like specifically just from oklahoma city norman tulsa just to like be able to showcase like yo here we are here's the talent like there's so much talent here there's so much like dedication and a lot of people from oklahoma have like made it like i've been like ben quad i've been watching them like i've seen them at house shows in Stillwater like back in like 2018 and now they're like they're uh they're playing um pretty sure they're playing Lollapalooza oh this God. uh wow. yeah in Chicago this summer so I think it's just like a lot of hard work and dedication can just get you out there and I think collaboration I just really want to be able to like help a lot of other people like realize that as well and make those connections and I, I really, I'm all about the connections. Like if I never get famous, if I never get famous, if I never make a lot of money, I would just love to be able to like revel in the fact that I have met these people, that I'm friends with these people and that I can talk to them and create with them casually yeah. as opposed to just, uh, just like, you know, going out and making a hit record and making money, which I would love to do. I would love to make a hit record and make <laughs> a lot of money with them, but I really do just enjoy like the, the process and, um, and just like playing around with sounds and things like that. Um, that's, like I said, I've been passionate about it for like 10 years. It's, it's never stopped me. I mean, I've, I don't know if you remember Nick Allen, but uh, he recently he recently came over and we were, uh, he was uh, laying down bass lines for me. Um, so I could like play around with those and make a few beats and remixes of those. And we've got like a couple of things working on that. Don't know if anything will come of it, but you know, that's part of the process, so. But those are those are a few of my dream collaborations. I would love to see a collaboration with you and Nick. Nick actually came on this podcast not that long ago. And oh yeah, yeah. So I talking about just coming full circle again. I mean, if you guys can put together some music, I know you're both very talented, very creative folks. So I think uh, some really cool stuff could happen there, and I would be incredibly excited to listen to it. So, uh, and I'm also really excited, and I, I can just tell by the way you're talking about these kind of. Uh, connections you want to make or in the process of making there's a lot of passion towards bringing uh you know a positive light to Oklahoma music and musicians and artists so I think that's a really cool uh, uh project kind of thing you're working on I'm, I'm going to be very interested to kind of follow uh along and see how that goes uh you know uh as you as you continue forward so um I think this would be a good time to take our second ad break and we'll come back and I want to talk to more uh, about music, specifically a single too thick like this with Flash Jordan and we'll be right back. Uh, so stick around. All right. So my wonderful sponsors at Barnana Chips were so kind uh, to send me a care package with some wonderful snacks and wonderful chips of various kinds, different snacks to try. And I've been saving one for a while that I've been, been dying to try. And it's the organic plantain chips, spicy mango salsa, their kettle cook style chips. So I'm going to do a live uh, first try, a live taste. Uh, and you can get my instant reactions to these chips. I've been dying to try these chips. So here we go. Open up the bag give a smell test Ooh, ooh, i can smell the the sweetness the, the the spiciness okay here we go first chip oh yeah oh yeah i like that a lot is the flavor is a little subtle the spice is kind of subtle but you can taste the sweetness of the mango right away but that spicy mango kind of the salsa um kind of creeping up in the back i can feel the spice in the back of my the back of my mouth right now it's really good um it's not overpowering the mango the sweetness but the salsa taste together not overpowering but a nice kick you know um be good to have a glass of water with these but i'm not feeling like oh my god i absolutely have to rush out and drink a glass of water right now i like that that subtle spice uh and it combined with the sweetness so let me give another chip Good stuff. Good stuff. So check these out. They're Barnana spicy mango salsa. They're kettle style chip. It's fantastic. I would give it like an 11 out of 10. I don't know. Is that fair? But check it out. Thanks, Barnana.
All right, so I'm back uh, here with Flash Jordan, Jordan McCoy, my former student who's out here now making some really cool music, making some really cool connections in the Oklahoma uh, music scene. I want to talk about your most recent single. It's called Too Thick Like This. I think we've talked a little bit about it so far. Um, you can find this one on SoundCloud. I'll be sure to put a link in the notes for people if they're listening, they can find it easily. Um so what sort of vibe or feeling, I think you talked about this a little bit, you talked about the low, you know, the lo-fi sound a little bit, but what sort of feeling were you trying to convey with this song? Like, where were you at kind of headspace wise when you were putting <laughs> it together? And what sort of, I guess, feelings were you hoping to elicit from this song? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this, uh, like I said before, this was like a result kind of of experimentation. I was really, um, can't even remember when this was probably back in like maybe February or January when I started working on this. Um, but I've been working on a lot of different stuff and uh, I really just, sometimes I need to take a break from the thing that I've been racking my brain on, like, how do I make this sound better? And so I just wanted to play around with something else. And so I just started this project and uh, I was, my main thing was I wanted to play around with 808s um, and uh, try to practice uh uh practice with 808s and and beats and just like vocals and things like that um and so i was uh very much under the influence when i started doing this um <laughs> sometimes i i do that for my creative spark um but uh i just was having a lot of fun with it i wasn't really trying to convey really anything other than just like i was just playing around with the 808s i was just playing around with the sounds and um you know, I have, I have tons and tons and tons of, of, of samples and stems and, uh, and stuff on my hard drives over here that I've collected like over the, over 10 years. And, um, I was just playing around with a lot of them and I was like, Hey, what I wanted to make a, I wanted to make a really fun 808 lo-fi kind of like very chill beat that you could, you could smoke to that you could like, if you you could smoke to it if you heard it like in the club it would be a little bit weird but there'd be a familiar element to it with the vocals and things like that um and so it was really inspired by me just sitting in my apartment being under the influence and thinking about okay like if i was under the influence like maybe if i was like you know i just with my friends just chilling like what would we want to listen to and uh, I was listening back then. I was listening to a, a lot of lo-fi, a lot of funk, trying to get me through um, uh, the winter, uh, through the winter darkness. That's just, I don't know why, but the past few years, that's just been like the, my genre of choice to go to for uh, when I'm studying. You know, it gets dark at like 6 p.m. Yeah, uh, that's just a genre I've been going to for like the past few years that like keeps me going. So I, I was really inspired by that. So that's really where that came from pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That's a, it's a, it's such a fun track too. I think I had to, I think I had to put it on multiple times this week to kind of prepare for our interview. And then I found myself, all right, I'm like, I like this. I'm going to put it on maybe while I'm, while I'm studying or reading something, yeah. or maybe then when I'm working out too, because even though it's kind of a chill beat, it still was just a steady, bit of music that was nice kind of at certain points of my workout so it's a very yeah. dynamic song I think I think is yeah. how I would describe it um, yeah that's what I, I wanted to be somewhat dynamic like I said I was practicing with the 808s and I wanted it the beat to hit hard but yeah. I also wanted it to you know be like like I said something in multiple instances that you can enjoy whether you're just like sitting on your couch chilling and you're just like blasting the music or like in your car yeah. or you know even working out and I just wanted it I wanted it to feel familiar, but also like have like something that's driving you to, you know, like keep on, like have something that's driving you to, I don't know, what's the word for it, I guess, but I'll just say like it, I want it to be a, something driving and dynamic. And I felt like I hit, hit it with that. And that's why I released it uh, because I normally don't release the stuff that I make uh, just because I'm, I'm I kind of insecure about it sometimes. Um, I I'm kind of a perfectionist, and um, but I really liked this track, and I thought it was something that, you know, that I didn't need to be a perfectionist on. That I didn't need to really uh, um, 
put too much thought into because I was just having so much fun making it. And a lot of artists that I, I've been looking up to like the past few years talk about how a lot of producers overproduce their tracks and how like you don't really need to like spend hours and hours meticulously going through a lot of like the different parts of the song and the different programming techniques that you need to really make something that sounds enjoyable. And for a long time, that's been something that I've really struggled with, which is why I haven't, besides just being busy with life, why I haven't really been releasing music uh, as much as I've been wanting to. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, I should finish this and I should just put it out because I really like it. And I showed some of my friends and they're like, wow, this sounds cool. This is really fun. And I was like, okay, that's all I need. I'm just going to, I'm just going to upload it, put it out. Didn't really take it too seriously. As you can see by the, the thumbnail used uh, for it, the, the Sonic <laughs> thumbnail. I really just, I literally Googled, I think just like thick Sonic. And then I just, <laughs> I just used that to upload it. And that's why, you know, I just had fun with it. Sure. So that's why I, I just released it. Cause it was just something I had fun with and it, it made me feel, it made me feel really good, honestly. So, and it's honestly kept my uh, momentum up with like producing again. Like it's given me like something to stand on and uh, yeah, hopefully I, I keep on that path as, as well. I, I plan to at the very least, I still have that perfectionist tendency about me. And I think I'll probably fall back into that this summer when I start looking over the stuff that I've been making the past couple of years, trying to get stuff finished and ready to really be released and, you know, have a plan for it instead of just, you know, releasing it on SoundCloud. Um, but, you know, uh, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, you know, but I'm glad I, I did it. Yeah, and I'm glad you did it too. It's a really fun. It's a, it's fun, like you said. It's just a, it's a fun song. You kind of can't help but be in a good mood. So when you listen to it, so uh, I think uh, I think that was a good decision to just get it out there into the world. If you got something good, just put it out there. So exactly. Um, this is a very open ended question that you can take any way you like. I mean, as a musician, I think there's a million different ways you could answer this. Um, so I'm just really curious you know, as a musician, as a producer, as a DJ, all of the above, you know, all of the things you do when it comes to music, when do you feel the most creative? Like, is there a moment during that creative process where things are just really flowing, whether it's when you're actually playing music for other people, whether it's writing music, whether it's editing, like any, any point in time during that process, do you feel like, all right, this is when things are really flowing, so to speak? Um, no, I feel the most creative, probably when I'm just sitting alone in my apartment, just, um, uh, and when I open up Ableton or I open up Serato to practice DJing and there's just like no outside pressure to do anything, you know, uh, that's when I feel the most creative really at this point in my life, um, it's like an escape for me, honestly. And it's always been an escape. Um, even though I've always loved doing it, like I said, I've been passionate about it forever, but I just kind of, it became something that I could just like sit and do for hours and not think about anything else or talk to anyone else. I could just sit and stare at my laptop or, you know, stare at my computer for six, seven, eight hours working on, on a song, working on a beat. Or I could, you know, stand up and DJ for like two or three hours practicing transitions or listening to songs and trying to figure out how to incorporate them into my next set or something. And that's when I really feel the most creative when I there's like no outside pressure and I just get to like really think about, you know, the different aspects of the craft and how thinking about how I can improve my skills while also being able to just, you know, um, just play around. And I think that comes with the territory of kind of being like um, sort of like unknown, sort of underground, I guess. I, I hesitate to even call myself underground, uh, but there's really no pressure. Like if you, I'm really not trying to make it big, even though I would love to make it big. I would love to play like a huge main stage for thousands of people. I think that would be amazing. But um like I was saying before, I was super nervous for the Opolis set, like for the whole weekend. And um, 
even though I had I had a great time, even when I was playing the set, I was super nervous. And I think that's just because one, I, I haven't been exposed to uh, really playing in front of people a lot recently, just because I've been busy with school. Um, but yeah, that's really when I feel the most creative when I'm just sitting here at my desk or standing up, you know, going through all the music that I have, trying to figure out, all right, what sounds good? What would sound silly? What would sound fun? What would get people moving? What's going to get people to shake their ass? What's going to get people to like, you know, their jaw drops when they hear it, you know, what's going to get people to run out of the bathroom when they're using the bathroom so they can come on the dance floor and dance to the song, you know? And I think about those moments because I've had a lot of those moments, you know, personally myself, when I go to shows or I go, I go see a performance, and I want to say, okay, how can I do that for other people? And how can I do that for myself? Like, like I said, I'll sit here alone at my apartment and I'll just, you know, I'll listen to the same song over and over again for an hour until I can, you know, figure out how to incorporate it into like my DJ set or something. Or if I hear like, a, if I'm on YouTube looking at stuff and I hear like a really cool like sound or I watch a really cool video, I'll be like, okay, how can I sample that and really just play around with it? Um, it might, like I said, usually sometimes nothing comes of this stuff, but it's just fun to play around with it and see what you can come up with and what you can create. Because with um, with a computer, with uh, any audio program, really, the, the sky is the limit. The, and really, there is no limit. It's almost limitless, the things that you can do with uh, with audio programming and things like that. Uh, it's It's kind of scary almost. Uh, and I think that's why, one, electronic music has had the longevity that it's had. And I think people, sometimes people don't understand why electronic music has been around for so long and where it really comes from. And it's just because when, you know, the, the digital age came and when it's to music, you know, a lot existing that transition because they would lose a lot of control over uh you know, the control that they had over the creative process and, and creating these polished products for people to listen to. But now, anyone with a laptop, really anyone with a phone, anyone with a smartphone could really make a song. I've seen so many videos on TikTok of people just making random beats that sound honestly way better than mine on, on TikTok and just uploading them. Yeah, And so I think it's just... The creative process is just, it's so limitless at this point that, and that's so fun for me to just like every day when I'm, you know, I'm in the box and I'm, I'm looking at the program or I'm trying to figure something out. There's no limit to what you can really do, what you can, what you can play around with. And so that's what really keeps me going. And that's what keeps me creative. Honestly, it's just, just you learn something new every day. And sometimes the stuff you make doesn't sound good, but then you can just incorporate that into your next project next time you're working on something and you just can build and iterate and, and, and never stop. And I think that's part of the reason why I've been doing this for so long is just because I've, I've never stopped learning, never stopped learning. I've never stopped having fun. So that's what keeps me creative. Oh, that's such a cool answer. Yeah. I think the moment you kind of, it stops being fun or you stop learning something, that's probably, that's probably not a good sign. So if you're yeah. you know, staying in that groove, I think you're, you're in a really good place uh, creatively. Um, you, you've already mentioned this a little bit, you know, you talked about, you got a show coming up on June 3rd at the Opolis, but what else is next for you musically? Do you have any new, any other singles you're going to release? Any, any other creative projects you can share with us today? Yeah. So I'm actually working on an EP. Um, nice. yeah, I'm working on an EP. I'm trying to figure out if I'm just going to release it independently or, or shop it around to some indie labels. Um, uh, but that's going to be my goal this summer is to really, really, work hard on that and um like i said it's been a lot of material that i've been working on for the past few years uh that have been inspired really by like you know through covid and like school and just trying to keep my creative process going um some yeah i have an ep coming should be finished by the summer if it comes out this year i'd be surprised uh but um I'm going to work as hard as I can to really get it to a point where I'm really satisfied with it. Uh, and then I'm at a good place where I feel like, yeah, we can, I can release this and be proud of it. Um, so EP for sure, definitely working on a lot more shows in the future. 
trying to organize really some like pop-up DJ shows over the summer just for for fun at some places here in Norman around Oklahoma City um especially in Tulsa as well um I might have a show in Tulsa uh, a show or two in Tulsa this uh next year um but yeah that's pretty much it We're, it's going to be kind of a snowball type of sure snowball type of effect um since I'm going to have a little bit more free time on my hands um and then I'm going to be working on uh, a live um sort of like a live mix um I try I was trying to do one to release one before Norman Music Festival but I was just way too busy with school to really like get it polished and to get it recorded in the way that I wanted to sort of like as a teaser type uh deal but I'm working on like a, a live like one hour mix uh to, to release on SoundCloud to really like showcase uh more of like my taste and my my skills as a DJ I have a couple of mixes up already on SoundCloud uh but they're kind of old um, and they kind of don't, I feel like they don't reflect my style uh, that I have right now. Um, one's like a, a house mix. And then one of them is kind of like a, like a kind of all over the place, like EDM dance mix. Um, and I still, I still like those mixes, which is why I keep them up. But I really want to do something that's really updated for like 2023. A lot of stuff has happened uh, and a lot of new styles and, and, and techniques have come out since I've released those. And I want to be able to showcase those and really try to, brand myself as like a tastemaker um so i can you know like we've talked about before i really want to be able to like showcase artists and people that i think are really hard working and really cool especially oklahoma artists and i think the best way for me to do that is to sort of like brand myself as a tastemaker so i can be able to present um you know present people and artists that i like in a way in a way that i like that i think is fun to other people that and so that they can enjoy so if someone comes to my one of my shows and they say hey i really like this song that you played i thought it was so cool when it when you dropped it uh who is that like what is that song and then i can be able to say oh this is like you know this is my friend so and so or you know this is like this track that i worked on or this is the track that i'm working on with so and so and um i think over the next six months i think i'm, I'm going to get to that point where i can do that and uh like i said collab with more people that's that's the main thing just collab on making tracks and really getting in the studio and just like working on creating finished products and then uh doing a few more shows to you know get my name out there and and really just just have more fun djing because i i just i love djing so much it's really like it's one of the main things that really just gives me like purpose and happiness honestly like and i i think that's it's almost corny to say, but when I just think about like the past 10 years of all the things that I've done and the things that I've lost interest in, the things that I've been forced to do, the things that I've missed out on, like it always comes back to producing music and DJing. It's the one thing that I always like, man, I wish I could be doing this right now. And um, so I'm just going to try to really for cultivate and, and create the life that I want around sort of that, uh, that ideal. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So I'm I, just lots of cool things, a lot of positivity coming from, from your direction musically and otherwise. So, uh, very thrilled that, you know, not only have you found something, you know, you enjoy, but you found something that, that brings you happiness too. as, as, as your former teacher, I don't think there's anything that could make me more happy or more proud. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I hear about students going off and, you know, going to school for this and that, traveling to here and there. And that's always cool. But at the end of the day, if I hear about my former students are happy, I'm like, all right, that's a win right there. So that's yes, that's uh, that's what matters. I think uh, uh, probably matters most. So um, anyways, we've got a couple lighter questions to to wrap things up. Um, what I want to know for for uh, listeners, where can they find uh, listeners of Knowledge Brew Supreme, where can they find your music or perhaps where can they keep up with you to maybe find, you know, when your shows are happening? So you can definitely follow me on Instagram at Flash Jordan. The A in Flash is a four. And uh, we were talking about this earlier. It's not anything like clever or anything. It's just to get the handle. 
that's all, <laughs> that's all it was. There's honestly a lot of Flash Jordans out there, and I don't. It's not an original idea at all. Like if you Google Flash Jordan, like on SoundCloud or something, or on Twitter, there's gonna be a bunch that pop up. Um, so that's why I kind of use that to distinguish myself. So Flash Jordan F L four S H J O R D A N. That's gonna be my handle on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram, although I don't use Twitter that much anymore, but I, I still get on every now and again just to like announce things and stuff. And really, I get on there for the memes because, you know, ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter, it's just been a shit show and it's been sure. entertaining. It's been entertaining to watch. So I'm still on there if you ever want to connect with me on Twitter. Uh, and then Flash Jordan on Instagram. My SoundCloud is DJ Flash Jordan. So same handle. But just DJ in front of it, DJ F L four S H J O R D A N. Um, I'll be uploading uh, more mixes there, and you know any song ideas uh, that I have. And really, I'm kind of I'm starting to think about using SoundCloud more as like sort of a collaborative platform, just to show people like, hey, this is what I'm working on. I have a lot of private stuff uploaded to SoundCloud, just like things that. I can listen back to for myself so I don't have to like have my laptop with me all the time. Sure. Um, so I'm thinking about uploading a lot of clips of stuff that I've just been working on. And if people like what they hear or if they want to like add to it or something like that, they can message me and uh, things like that. So that's where you, where you can find me. I mostly post on Instagram right now, just cause that's like, that's just my platform of choice. Um, I'll probably start posting on TikTok more um, part of like my my brand sort of vision for myself is uh, the next step is I want to uh, start doing more DJ live streams. Um, and so I'll probably be live streaming on Instagram and TikTok within the next few months, uh, just trying to get my name out there, just practicing a lot more in front of people. And then I do plan on getting a Twitch and, uh, and streaming on Twitch as well. Uh, I don't know when that'll happen, but I do want to try to do that by the end of the year. So just to really like fill out my online presence. But the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. Uh, I'm on there all the time, maybe a little too much. Uh, but, you know, that's the best that's the best place to reach me at. Excellent. I'll make sure there are links in the show notes where people can find you uh, easily. You don't have to go very far. So uh, last question I want to ask you, I ask everybody who comes on the show and I'm always very thrilled to hear what people have to say. Uh, but what are you watching or reading or listening to these days? Is there any particular piece of content you're really excited about that you maybe <laughs> Um, Man, uh, the last thing that I really watched that like the last like big thing that I really watched was The Last of Us. Um, yes. I I really love that show, and everyone is a uh, fucking obsessed with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> and honestly, I can't blame them. Uh, I loved him in Mandalorian. I loved watching him in Narcos on Netflix. Uh, dude can't lose, honestly, at this point. So, uh, that's really the last big thing I've watched. I've been really busy with school and just trying to like finish this stuff out. So I really haven't had a lot of time to like watch things i just rewatch a lot of, a lot of, of shows that i like i've been watching a lot of south park i fucking love south park that's nice that's that is my honestly my bread and butter i can just put on south park in the background and just like work on my assignments and i'll just hear a joke and it'll make me laugh and that'll keep me going for like another hour so sure uh, i've been watching a lot of south park um what else oh i've been watching a lot of tiktok uh, I, I got sucked into TikTok in 2020 uh, during quarantine and everything, and uh, I made a conscious effort to stop using it. Like I tried to quit cold turkey, and I did it for about six months. Oh, and wow. I was really, I was really proud of myself. <laughs> I was really proud of myself that I I got away from it, and then uh, I got sucked back into it again. And uh, I think last last year I got sucked back into it, like around this time. Sure. Um, so it's just been awesome. But I just love TikTok. TikTok's hilarious. The government's trying to been trying to ban it. They still <laughs> haven't done it. Uh, so I've been getting my my fill on it before they they maybe succeed in banning it. But I don't think they will. But a lot of TikTok uh, and reading. I've just been reading a lot of articles. You know, uh, for school, I haven't really read anything for for pleasure in a long time. Really, the last time I read for pleasure was during quarantine. Um, just to pass the time. And I used to love reading, uh, 
but like I told you before, I'm just, I'm burnt out. Like I reading words right now, is just not for me, you know, but I'll get it. I'll get it back. There's been some stuff that I've been wanting to read lately, but I've just got to, you know, once I, you know, rejuvenate myself, I think I'll get back into reading again and get back into like a regular, a regular like routine. That's not based around going to class and finishing homework. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and then what I've been listening to, um, just like a lot of random stuff on SoundCloud recently. Uh, usually I, I switch between SoundCloud, uh, and, uh, Spotify. That's usually how I, I consume my music. Um, and, uh, I haven't really been listening to just like a lot of, um, stuff on Spotify recently. Just sometimes I fall down rabbit holes on SoundCloud and I'll just let it play. And I, I just love listening to like the random things that people make. And that like helps inspire me to like think about new, new ideas and new ways to, you know, incorporate those ideas into my music. And so, um, that's something that I always love doing. I would say uh, one specific thing that I do have been listening to is the Skrillex album, Quest for Fire, um, that he released. And he released two albums this year, and apparently he's releasing two more. Dude, Dude's on fire. Dude literally won't stop. He's a legend. <laughs> and uh, I really love that album, uh, Quest for Fire by Skrillex. And that's like his first album since 2014. Um and I was really hyped for it and it, you know, it did not disappoint. So there's just a lot of stuff on there that I just come back to that when I'm driving in my car, I just, I blast it just, just to, to hear it. And I played it. I played a couple of his songs in my set at Opolis. I did like a live remix of the song uh, that I did. Um, and I was, I thought that was really cool. And I, I like playing around with Skrillex's stuff. It just like inspires me to like be better, a better producer. So that's that's like the main things that I've I've been you know reading, watching, listening to. Nice. Okay, some good stuff there. All, all right, I'll have to check out some of the uh, the Skrillex. I think that's a a good way for me to expand my musical horizons a little bit. So yeah, um, this is going to wrap up today's episode of Knowledge Brew Supreme. Thank you again so much to Jordan McCoy, aka Flash Jordan. That's with the four uh, for joining me today. Of Please. course. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. So please check out his music. Go see him perform. He's going to be at the Opolis pretty soon. Links for everything that was mentioned will be in the show notes. You can easily find his music. You can follow him on social media. Uh, this is episode 74 of Knowledge Brew Supreme. My goal is to get to 100 episodes. That means I'm only 26 away from reaching that goal. So thank you. Uh, please share, subscribe, listen. Uh, be good, be safe, and peace out. Peace out, everybody.